TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Yeah, I was waiting for the emails and the texts, which are now coming in. I guess everybody's awake. The people who were watching Iowa last night, they're, they're awake. And one person texted me this morning and said, you know, Donald Trump... If you actually watch what he said last night, he was pretty magnanimous. He was pretty, um, he was not the bombastic Donald Trump that so many people don't like. He talked about unifying the party, coming together. Um, I I didn't hear the whole thing, so I don't know. Did he take a pot shot at anybody anybody (laughs) during the, the whole situation Um, in his remarks? And then, then he had to fly back into New York. And get there at 3.30 in the morning because he's got to show up for this uh, this trial today. This baloney uh, witch hunt that everyone has contrived to try to destroy the guy. I mean, I, I really feel horrible. Can you believe it? I'm saying I feel horrible for a billionaire. I f- feel horrible for this guy. And I also kind of feel horrible for myself because I know if it happened to me, I wouldn't have the money to fight back. If it happened to you, you wouldn't have the money to fight back. Listen, you would just be in the meat grinder and you'd be done. Your Don't whole life it. would be destroyed. And that should, I think in evaluating all this, you should contemplate that. Um, but really, does should DeSantis drop out? Should Nikki Haley drop out after this and say, hey, you know what? Let's just unify the party. We're going we're gonna to go with Trump and maybe it's a kamikaze mission or maybe it is the comeback that you know, the William Shakespeare would write a story about this. Hey, right? can I throw one other thing in real quick? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I find it interesting. You know, so Ramaswamy drops out. Right. Chris Christie has dropped out. Right. So here we sit today, January 16th. We have no idea what the field will look like on March 2nd. Uh, other than the fact that we're pretty sure Donald Trump will still be in the in the race. Mm. So you understand what I'm saying? Uh, you know. What will what will be the status of the DeSantis campaign? What will be yeah. the status of the Nikki Haley campaign? And I bring that up to say March second is the Virginia primary, and early voting starts, starts this week on <laughs> Friday. Yep. And if you didn't want to cast your vote early, who knows what it's even going to look like, Mark? It's it's a weird thing. Voting early is a weird thing in this case. That's right. what I'm thinking. Right. No question. Maybe so that was maybe the only you point. Wait a little gonna, while instead of right. uh, voting on day forty-five out. Right. Yeah. That is. That's not a comment about any particular candidate, oh, other you. than the fact that the landscape today could be very different by the time it actually gets to March. That's my no point. No question. No question. 
All right. Well, listen, thank you, Gary. It's 838. It's Tuesday morning, 16th day of January, 2024. I'm John Reed, and glad you are with us here on News Radio WRVA. Go online, check before you head out this morning. There are a lot of delays for businesses and daycares and schools, and you know, everybody's got a different process these days. It doesn't seem like the roads are bad at the moment. But don't be fooled. Everything is not running as normal. So I just want to share that with you here. Uh, I've got Congressman Bob Good with us this morning. A lot happening in Washington. But Congressman Good, can I start by asking your reaction to the the Iowa caucus results? And good morning to you. Good morning, John. Great to be with you. Yes, Certainly sir. a very impressive performance by President Trump, winning with 51 uh, percent. I've always believed it would be a two-person race. In my view, there was only ever two candidates who were acceptable to me as the nominee, meaning clearly I would support the nominee no matter who it was against Joe Biden. However, there were only two that I was excited or enthusiastic for, and that would be uh, Governor DeSantis and President Trump. I've always believed it would come down to those two. Mm -hmm. Certainly, President Trump has uh, tremendous momentum. It it seems likely that he's going to end up emerging as our nominee, and that was a big victory for him last night in Iowa. I think it uh, continues to be a two-person race. It's kind of crazy that we're down to three already. Uh, That's the very first (laughs) contest, and it it may diminish uh, even further here in, in just in short order. We will see with what happens in these uh, couple of uh, other early states that are coming up. Um, and, and, you know, going back to, to uh, the, the general election is the, is the critical thing. We, right. you know, we, we will have to consolidate behind our nominee uh, and make sure that there are, there are, there's no one who's not going to support our nominee. And uh, certainly I've been an enthusiastic supporter of President Trump since he uh, first became our president in 2016 mm-hmm. and then thought he, I would be serving with him in 2020 when I got into Congress. Uh, my support for him is well documented. My enthusiasm for him is well documented. Uh, but, you know, that said, uh, you know, I acknowledge the fact that I endorsed Governor Sanders because I believe we need eight years. I was concerned about the legal persecution of President Trump and our ability to win the general election. And uh, we'll have to do it if, if President Trump emerges nominee. We'll have to do everything we can to make sure he wins to get every Republican, independent, moderate swing voter. And, frankly, and you'll be a part of that. Yeah. Frankly, every Democrat who loves the country yeah, <laughs> to, right. to vote for our nominee, to vote for President Trump if he is the nominee, or for that matter, to vote for Governor Santos if he is the nominee, uh, although uh, obviously momentum from last night solidifies right. uh, the, 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 the favor, uh, favor, favorite status of, of President Trump. Yeah. I woke up this morning uh, to get ready for the show, and uh, Senator McGuire, McGuire, John McGuire, who was challenging you for your seat, uh, apparently was in Iowa, and so he's promoting that he was campaigning for President Trump. And I mean, does this impact your race? I mean, that's still a little bit off. But what do you think? Well, you know, certainly, I, I think this. I, I trust the citizens of the Fifth District to get it right. None of us, not President Trump, Governor DeSantis, uh, Bob Good, none of us are entitled to a nomination or entitled uh, to win an election. We have to earn it. All mm-hmm. of us are imperfect candidates, imperfect vessels. And, but I trust the people of the 5th District to get it right. I've done what I said I would do since I first ran for Congress and I declared in 2019. I fought as a, what I believe is a courageous conservative warrior, a, a person of integrity, and the way that I run my races, I've uh, done what I believe is right, irrespective of the political consequences. That's why, by the way, the swamp is funding my opponent. The Cantor, McCarthy, forces have aligned with millions of dollars with D.C. money and, and California money to fund this challenged by someone who's, I think, demonstrably willing to do or say anything to try to win an election. He's in, what, his seventh race in just three or four years, a perpetual candidate in search of a race. 
And it's telling what you just brought up. Instead of being in the Senate and doing the job he asked people to vote for him to, uh, to become, to become a senator, he's has no interest in that, apparently. He's, in, he's, he's uh, photo-opping in Iowa instead of doing the job. He's missing Senate votes. He has people to, to vote for him. He gets the nomination. He defeats others who actually wanted to be a senator, uh, declares for, for a different race a week after winning uh, the general election, and then there he is. He's not doing the job that mm. the, American, or excuse me, the people of, of his district elected him to do. Uh, and I think as, as folks look at his campaign, they look at the smears and the lies and the attacks and the basis for his campaign as they look and see who is funding that campaign. I think they'll say the 5th District of Virginia is not for sale. They want someone who's demonstrated they'll do what's right. They want someone who puts principle ahead of politics and puts and does what they, they know is right for the country, not what they think is best for their political career or their ambition. Uh, you know, am, selfish ambition, uh, you know, to pursue political power at all costs, combined with tremendous resources from the D.C. swamp that wants to strike back and retaliate. That is a dangerous combination. I think the people of the 5th District will reject that. Let me ask you about what's happening in D.C. because you were uh, an important person in changing uh, the leadership of the Republican Party and the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Now you got Speaker Johnson. Doesn't look to me like he is delivering what probably all of us hoped would be delivered. And and it, they seem to be really terrified of the idea of shutting, shutting down the government. $34 trillion in debt. We still won't shut down the government. And we're, we're going to negotiate on this. What do you think about this situation? And then I got to ask you, looking back, do you still think he did the right thing with the with pushing well, McCarthy out? Looking back, absolutely 100 uh, percent. We were in the position that necessitated the need for a new speaker hmm. because the current track was unsustainable. And you had someone who was in leadership of the Republican Party for better part of a decade who was a leading uh, instrument in getting us to 20 percent approval rating and th- that what was then 33 trillion dollars in national debt now 34 on our way to 36 by the election oh, a dishonest broker someone who was trying to undermine and defeat every candidate for speaker after he was removed trying to uh, to sabotage that process now is putting millions of dollars in resources trying to defeat courageous conservatives in primary elections like he's doing here in the fifth district uh, and you can't ju- while I'm disappointed and I have been explicit and open and helping to lead the charge against these continued resolutions, these continued status quo, the continued funding of the government, the Biden, Pelosi, Schumer spending levels and policies that are banking up in the country, irrespective of the speaker. It was not personal to the previous speaker. It's not personal to the current speaker. Mm-hmm. And so while I am leading the fight against that in leadership meetings now as the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, where I'm much more on the inside with able trying to influence the process, but I'm the fly in the ointment, if you will, uh, bucking the status quo. And uh, I'm sort of the, the one who's ruining the party, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. when the leadership team gets together now, because I'm the same thing privately that I am publicly. Uh, but and what we're doing is wrong on the funding of the government. And it is out of fear. It is out of fear of a government shutdown. But I, I try to separate the personal from the policy and I attack the policy. I attack the actions. I attack the legislation when it's wrong. But I but I do have to recognize that someone who's been a speaker for two and a half months uh, perhaps shouldn't on a personal level be judged quite as harshly as someone who's in leadership for a decade yeah, and yeah. left him the situation that he inherited. But we expect you to put points on the board and put wins for the American people and to follow and to do conservative Republican stuff. But to some degree, I have to acknowledge that he reflects 
uh, the weakness of our party and a very narrow majority, and he doesn't believe the party will stand behind him in a shutdown fight, I am mm-hmm. certainly uh, one of the leaders saying, let's not fund this border invasion. Let's not give Mayorkas billions of dollars to let illegals into the country. Yeah, no kidding. Let's not give... Why can't they get behind that? I I mean, look, when I worked for Senator Allen, it was shocking to me. You'd go in. It was the same pollsters over and over and over again who have a lot of power to intimidate people, staffers and advisors and the actual legislators. Are they just paralyzed because they've got a group of pollsters who are saying you're going to destroy the entire party if you allow a shutdown so you can't fight over the things you care about? It's it's puzzling. Yes, yes, you're exactly right, uh, John. This this is the belief that, oh, we always lose a shutdown fight. But I tell my colleague, I've told the speaker, I've told the others in leadership in the party and the entire Republican conference, the 220 of us, this is different. We've never had $34 trillion in national debt yeah, and a $200 yeah. billion dollar monthly deficit. We've never had a border invasion with like this. The American people would be with us in a shutdown. They know this is unsustainable. They will... They will, they will say, gosh, somebody's finally saying no and fighting for us. Speaker Johnson, you can be a heroic, historic speaker that you're leading the fight. You're the William Wallace of the Congress that mm. we haven't had in 30 years. You could do that. And, and don't buy into the narrative that the, the, the so what the media blames us, the people won't. So what the Democrats blame us, the people won't. And we can win that if we'll be united. But but there's fear and you know, they want to do the safe thing. They think doing the safe thing and showing, hey, we can govern whatever that means or we can get things done, whatever that means, no matter how harmful it might be. They think that's the way to the majority yeah. and to expand the majority. And I say the, the way to the majority is to do what the people elected us to do and to inspire people. The one hope I'll give you is some of these moderate establishment rhino types, status quo types are retiring. They're not running again. That'll give us the chance to elect courageous conservative warriors. In my new role as House Freedom Caucus chairman, I'll be helping lead the fight to try to get uh, the right kind of conservatives elected in these primaries and to get more warriors who will stand up the status quo and fight to bring change. That's right. why I'm suffering the retaliation I am with, again, with my a primary opponent who's standing against me fighting to remove McCarthy, standing against me fighting to bring change to Washington, because that's where his money's coming from. And that's uh, and that's how he's being resourced in, in order to try to uh, buy this race. Yeah. But, but the people in the 5th District know it's not for sale. Well, I, I hope you'll continue to stand up against this spending, because, I mean, at some point, the bill's going to come due, and I think everybody's going to look around and go, damn, how did this happen? Well, we've been warning you for the last decade that we're headed to this, and I appreciate the fact that you've been warning. It's a slow leak. Yeah, it's yeah. not a blowout. It's a slow leak that we've allowed to happen all these years, and it's time to say no and time to stop it. Congressman Bob Good, I appreciate the chance to talk to you always. Thank Thanks, you. John. Great all to be right. with you. 849, back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. 
See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.